you made it. You made it back again to the show. What show, you ask? Come on. The Get Back Right Show. And I'm your host, Stephen. Let's do this today. All right, y'all. We're here. Now it's time to get down to business. You know, isn't it amazing how God opens up your mind to be able to understand something that happened in your past? Well, that's what happened to me when I came up with the name Zombie for this podcast. God opened up a door and allowed me to see something that I did not see. And it was all because I heard this song called Zombie by Lecrae. If you haven't heard it, check it out. Uh, It's called Zombie. Now in the song, he talks about I was like a zombie, zombie, chasing after the barbie, trying to get the bacon. For those of you guys that don't know, let's get this out the way right now. The bacon is a girl's goodies. And so when I'm listening to this song, it hit me. I was like a zombie trying to get the bacon. I was chasing after all the Barbies and I was lost. I was lost because my flesh had taken control. My flesh was leading me and I had lost control. You know, when you watch those movies with zombies, what happened with zombies? Zombies can't control themselves. They just want to eat, 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 eat human flesh until it's all gone. That was me. I wanted to chase, chase, chase women until I couldn't consume anymore. What God showed me through that song was that I was bound by the flesh. It was a stronghold. And many of you may be bound by a stronghold. It may not be your flesh. You may not be um, caught up in chasing women. Maybe it's anger. I had an issue with anger when I was younger. My temper would flare up. It was short. But man, if I caught you in that little short period, Oh, you was in trouble because I wasn't able to control it. So anger was like a zombie to me. The minute that something triggered it, it resurfaced. And then I had to eat, eat, eat until it was satisfied. So this is a show that's not just for men. It's for women. Because there are women out there, too, that have a zombie. Whether it's you chasing after men or some other issue like anger, rejection, something that's happened in your childhood. 
it has become your zombie because it overtakes everything else. It becomes very important to you that you satisfy that zombie. So I said important. Let's go there. When I was younger, I felt like chasing after women and getting the bacon was important. I thought it was so important that, man, I chiseled my body out just to make women desire me. That was the sole purpose in my youth. I didn't work out just to be working out. I didn't work out for my health. I literally had the goal to work out so that women would desire me. So that I can then get the bacon. Maybe it was because when I was younger, I felt like I was left out. I felt like, you know, my brother got more attention because, you know, he was the pretty boy back then. You know, he was a cute one. So maybe it had something to do with that. I don't know. But I felt like I was disrespected because maybe I didn't look as good as some of the other guys or something like that. You know, I didn't have, you know, the, the body or, you know, maybe I didn't have the hairstyle, the clothes, you know, maybe it was the clothes. I didn't have the clothes like some of the other guys, other guys walking around with Nike and I'm walking around with like shoes like Buster Brown. I don't know how many of you guys remember Buster Brown. I remember Buster Brown. You was wearing Buster Brown back then and you was a Buster and Adidas and Nike was a thing with Converse. So, yeah, I'm just saying. I felt like I was a buster. Anyway, that all took me to this point. And I think that was my stronghold. I haven't been able to figure that out, but I think that was my stronghold. Is the rejection that I felt for not being desired, for not being valued, you know, like my brother or some of the other people, uh, the rejection, I didn't feel like I looked good. And so therefore, that's how I think I was treated from my perception, if you guys get that. So my zombie when I was able to dictate some of the terms like working out and getting my body in shape, it was hungry and it wanted to feed and it did. I worked in a bar and so I met many women. I used to work in a club and I met many women and it was at that point where I began to realize that my body was attracting women and that, you know, my facial, you know, features had changed. I grew into my nose and things like that. And so I was a little bit more handsome than I was before. And once that popped into my mind and that, that image came into my mind that that's who I was and that I was desired. See, the enemy fed me. 
I realized I was desired. And that's when things changed. That's when my zombie came out. That I had something that people desired, that women desired. That guys might have disliked me for. Mind you, I didn't care back then. It didn't bother me one bit, man. I worked out hard, so uh, I got mine. Um, (laughs) So the beast wanted to be fed. And so when I was in those atmospheres, I was, it was looking for, my zombie was looking for the the next woman that was going to go home with me so that I can get the bacon. I didn't want to go out with any girl that I felt like we were just going to be kicking it like for friends. That's just who I was. I didn't want the R word, which is what I called it back then, for relationships. And people would ask me, girls would ask me, and they would say, so how come you don't have a girlfriend? I said, I'm not looking for the R word. It was like a bad word to me. You couldn't say relationship to me because that was like foul. No, don't want it. Take it back with you and walk back out the door. I rejected it because my zombie wanted flesh and it wanted all flesh. It didn't care, you know, who it was, what time it was, whether or not uh, I had it the day before. It didn't care about any of that. And so I'm talking about this because a lot of us, we have a zombie. And I just want to clarify, like I said, what that zombie is. It is the enemy and a stronghold that he has over you. And he has binded the strong man in the house. You guys know that verse? It has binded the strong man in the house. Because you can't take over a strong man's house without binding the strong man. So if you find yourself in a zombie state, whether it's anger, whether it's about rejection, whether it's pornography, whether it's chasing the Barbies, trying to get the bacon, whatever it is. If you find yourself in that state, it's because the enemy has a stronghold on you. He has gotten into your house and he has tied up the strong man, which is you, in the house. We're here today to get you to understand that your strong man now has to break free. And the only way that your strong man can break free is with God. I want to just tell you how deep this is because man, I did not see it. I thought that when I had got married, I had conquered my zombie because when I got married, you know, before I got married and I met the woman that I was going to meet and get married, my first marriage, 
I got tired of the zombie. You know, me personally, I was like, this ain't working. My body started to respond differently. It was like, it was rejecting the zombie. You know, it just wasn't right. I needed more. I needed, I needed the R word. I needed relationship. I needed that bad word. I needed connection, emotional attachment. And so then I got married. And everything was good. There was no zombie. Only zombie was for my wife. But how many know hmm, that if you don't kick the zombie out, he's still there? So the minute that trouble arises in your life, the minute that rejection or pain or anything like that happens, it triggers your zombie if you have not taken care of that zombie. And then that zombie awakens, zombie awakens, and it wants to eat. So if your zombie was a zombie that was of anger, like me when I was younger, then you would want it would want to feed. So anything that happened, your anger would pop up and you would want to feed. You would fly off the handle with somebody, pop off at the mouth with some foul language. You're ready to fight. You're ready to show that you a man. You challenging me. That's because your zombie wasn't dead. It was still there. It was dormant, but it was still there. So in my marriage, I had been so caught up with the zombie that I didn't even realize that I flirted with women when I was married. This is something that my ex-wife told me. She said, you don't even realize that you're flirting with women and I was like, what? I'm not flirting with women. She was like, yes, you, you flirt with women and you don't even realize that you're flirting with women. But see, that's how, that's how good I had got with talking to women and getting to the bacon. Because I learned a skill that I thought was good for me and it was just leading me deeper and further into being caught up. So I'm trying not to get off track because I'm trying to get you guys to see this. Sometimes we develop skills. We de- maybe we develop a protection. Um, what do you call it? A, a, we develop a protection, like a, a, a way to protect ourselves or a way to talk to people. Um, we learn a skill that's not necessarily, it looks good, but it's not necessarily good because what it's doing is it's digging us deeper into the hole. But the only way to actually realize that that's going on is to call on the name of Jesus because he is our savior. He is our protector. 
He is the only way out of the darkness. Jesus is the only thing that can totally satisfy the zombie and break the zombie from you. That that hunger is no longer there or overtakes you. And while we're talking about that, you guys remember the story about Paul and how Paul asked God to take away the thorn that he had in his side. See, nobody knows what the thorn was that Paul had. But, you know, we pres- we presume that it's, you know, this or that. We can only guess. No, It, it was never uh, disclosed what that was. Well, sometimes that zombie might just be a thorn that God is not going to remove. Because that thorn is what continues to keep you humble and hungry for God and connected to him and and seeking him out. Because without that thorn, maybe you're liable to go a different way. Maybe you think you, maybe you start to think that you got this. I got this, man. Yeah, I got this. I'm the man. Yeah. I didn't pray today, but it's all good. I got this. We don't have anything. Not without Jesus Christ. In the Bible, it says that Jesus is our strength. That he is the strength. God is our source. And without him, we can't do anything. The Bible says I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. That's what it says. And it's the truth. So I'm, let's let's fast forward. But before we fast forward, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to be honest. When my zombie had me and I was married, because I know you guys are probably saying, yo, man, is that it? Is that all you got right there? No, that's not all I got. In all honesty, in my first marriage, my zombie had me so wound up that the minute that rejection hit me or pain hit me, my zombie fed. And, you know, I'm just being honest. I'm being open. And I'm not making any excuses for what I did. But I can't change that now. Only thing I can do now is to learn from what happened in the past and move forward and gain understanding and wisdom. I'm not happy about what happened in my past. There's some things that happened that I'm not happy about that I did. But see, God forgives me. And I know this. That is why I can keep going on and moving forward in my life because of that. But yes, I cheated in my first marriage and I regret it. And I don't make any excuses about it. That's because the zombie had me. I was bound by the flesh, chasing after the Barbies, trying to get the bacon. I'm trying to get you guys to see how, 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 how this is and how this works. If you allow your zombie to take control, what's going to happen 
And this is why we need God to step in. This is why we need to pray. We need to stay in the word of God. We didn't let him lead us. We need to rely on his wisdom and follow his will. Because now in my future, I don't worry about that no more. I have a beautiful wife. I'm married again and I have a beautiful wife. And I have no intentions of cheating. God is my strength. It's who I rely on and who I depend on. He's my protector. And the reason that I know that I can trust God, because the Bible says that God will not tempt you. God doesn't tempt you. God does not tempt you. The enemy is the only one who tempts you. So if God has a a plan for you to prosper and to have a future, then isn't that a contradiction if God was to tempt you? So please don't say, yeah, I think God is tempting me. No, God is not tempting you. The devil's tempting you. Your flesh is tempting you, but God is not tempting you. And so now in my marriage now, you know, I, I, I talk to my wife and we have conversations talking about these things and, you know, and I tell her what my, what my plan is. My plan is to satisfy God first over everything else. And that we are too close to what God has for us, for me to disappoint God. I'm not disappointing God anymore. See, I'm tired of disappointing God. Disappointing God and not doing what I'm supposed to be doing when I'm following God is why I'm where I am right now. It's why I am where I am right now. Is because I lacked obedience. I didn't seek God out when I was younger. I allowed my zombie to take control. I allowed my zombie to lead me. It became my source. So I'm very excited that I can now relax. And I can't totally relax. I can't say that. I won't say that. Because like I said, for some of us, these things are a thorn. And they're always going to be around. So we're always going to have to pray to God. We're always going to have to pray to God for deliverance and to keep us safe and protected from the temptation, from the evil. And I do pray all the time. I love my wife. I don't want any other woman. I wouldn't have it any other way. And so... What I just want to say to you guys is continue to pray. Continue to pray. God never fails. He hears your prayers. And he does answer prayers. I can tell you that. Because I've seen God move in amazing ways that are unexplainable. Where things have gone a total 360 from the way that they were going. And that is because God answers prayers. In America, we need to pray right now because this whole Breonna Taylor, Gerald, George Floyd, this, this is telling you right now that we need to pray. 
America, we are in bad shape. When our moral values, when our sense of justice is distorted to the point where we look at a video camera and we clearly see something that is. But then it goes to court and it's said that it's clearly something opposite of what you've seen. We're in bad shape. We need prayer more than any other time in our lives before. So I encourage you to pray. If you're struggling with the flesh, you're struggling whatever your zombie is, get on your knees and pray to God and ask him to forgive you. Ask him to give you the strength. Ask him to have mercy on you and give you grace. Because you can't earn grace. It is given to you by God. It's nothing that you can do to earn it. So that's why the Bible says, my grace is sufficient. Jesus, it is sufficient. Because you can't do nothing for it. I give it to you. And those of you who, once again on this podcast, I want to say, are having thoughts of suicide. This is still September. This is the month where we're recognizing suicide. You don't have to go there. God loves you and he will take care of you. But if you haven't seen my other podcast, it's called Commitment. God's looking for a commitment from you. He's looking for you to step up and say, yes, God is a God of yes and amen. He's made promises for, to us and his promises are yes and amen. So you guys, I'm getting ready to close this out. But it's never too late. I just want to tell you, it's never too late for God to move in your life. It's never too late. The worst circumstances could be turned around in an instant when you believe in God. Fear not. We have a champion. One who sits upon the throne way high up above in the sky. And he loves us dearly. So you guys, as I get ready to close out, I just want to let you know that God loves you. And so do I. And you don't have to be perfect. You just have to be better. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be better. Be better than the day before. And that's an improvement. And if you live every day of your life where you just be better than the day before, that's improvement. You're doing something good. You're making progress. And don't ever let the enemy tell you that you're not, that you're useless, that you're not doing any good because every day that you're a little bit better, you're making progress. And progress is all good. You guys, stay tuned for the next podcast. 
I don't know what that is yet. I do have one recorded already. But that's only if God says to let it go. Then I'll let it go. But as for now, this is Steve. I am your host on the Get Back Right Show. America, it's time to get back right. I'm out.